It's Be A Doer with Master Fitness Trainer John Abdo. I'm Steve Syed. Each Be A Doer podcast features Master Coach and Trainer John Abdo sharing his fitness insights to help you get into shape and stay there. Thanks for joining us. By the way, Happy New Year as we start 2018 off right with John Abdo. Uh, and uh, I know you're looking forward to a fantastic year, John, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I look forward to every year, and uh, I'm hoping to be a part of uh, other people's lives as they move forward in their in their lives as well. You know, a lot of people, they're, they're having struggles physically, emotionally, financially, you know, uh, people, you know, as they're as they're going through life, they put a lot of stress and or are a lot of, around a lot of stress. And the idea is to do what we can to minimize that so we can maximize our true potential and live a fuller, more productive life. Well, John, uh, there's a little uh, thing called a New Year's resolution, and a lot of people stick with it and a lot of people don't stick with their resolutions. What, what kinds of tips would you offer before we get into uh, you know, the real world of fitness, which we want to talk to you about? What kinds of uh, sort of advice would you offer folks to stay with their resolutions? Yeah, you know, the resolutions should not be just set at New Year's time. A lot of people say, okay, yeah, I'm going to set my New Year's resolution. It sounds, it sounds like they just make one goal at one time of the year, and, you know, it's, it's one of those goals where it took them the whole year to say, okay, now I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to take care of myself. Now I'm going to lose weight. Now I'm going to quit smoking. Now I'm going to do, do all these things. Uh, resolution should be done on a daily basis. I mean, what are your objectives for today? And, you know, being the uh, coach of former Olympic athletes and world champion athletes and professional athletes, these people have goals. Obviously, they're, they're, they're competing not only for personal pride and for the country and everything like that, but it's their livelihoods. So their objectives and their resolutions is that I'm going to make myself better each and every day as I lead myself up to the competition. Well, you know, for average people, they're saying, yeah, that sounds all fun and dandy, but I'm not training for any competition. But I tell people life is a competition, and the resolutions that you make are the decisions that contribute to either the, uh, the pro productivity and success of what you're striving for or failure. So it's just uh, it's really a fine line. And myself, uh, you know, I'm not just a – a coach, right? I give people the instructions on what to do and what not to do, but also help them with the motivation because people know what to do these days, Steve, uh, you know, uh, but it's, it's just doing it that, uh, that obviously delivers the, the results. What are the categories that we need to focus on for our health and, and well-being, John? Is For those of us that are going to say, you know what, we are going to stick with our New Year's resolution. We, we really want to get healthy. We want to stay healthy. Yeah, you know, the first thing, you know, people say, okay, maybe it's the eating, maybe it's the exercise, maybe it's this, maybe it's the smoking or the drinking or, wh or whatever it may be, right? But it all starts in the mind. We have to align our minds with our goals. So number one, I think you have to set goals. And number two, if you have a goal, then you have a reason to expend the goal. I remember one time, you know, in studying goal setting when I, when I was younger, it's it's like, how do you set a goal and how do you stay committed to the goal? And they said, you know, the, the Vikings would, would take their young children and throw them off the boat. And that would give them a good enough reason slash a goal to want to swim, to paddle their hands or whatever. It's like either 
either, uh, you know, uh, sink or uh, you know, swim or die, you know. So uh, in today's day and age, uh, people need to, number one, have more self-respect for themselves. Like, what's your tolerance factor? You know, I just did a, uh, a radio show the other day, and the, what, the first question they asked me is like, oh, you know, it's right after, you know, Thanksgiving. We've gained all this faith. What do we do now? And it's like, well, don't do it again. I mean, didn't you say that last year and the year before and the year before that? So I've been doing this for 45 years, and I, I see people's patterns. They fall into these cycles. And, yeah, you know, the holidays are festive. You got loved ones. You got friends. You got, you know, other family members. You got, uh, you know, you got all the goodies and people, you know, really spending a lot of time, energy, and effort from the heart wanting to please other people. But unfortunately, too much good stuff ends up on the dinner table, and it ends up inside our bodies. And what it does, it just it wrecks the, the Constitution. So not, it's not only a physical thing. When people gain weight, it's a mental burden as well. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do my best to keep people motivated because they know what to do, Steve. I mean, if, if, if they ask me, oh, John, what should I be eating for breakfast? I throw the question back at them. So, well, by the way, let's let's start with uh, you describing what you had for breakfast this morning. And they go, you don't want to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think, John, you know. getting into some of the nitty gritty, because I know I have some questions, for, for example, like I still struggle with how many calories does an, should an adult be eating every single day? I, I hear conflicting things on that. Uh, as, yeah. as a beginner in, in the fitness area, how many uh, sort of what kinds of calisthenics and how many repetitions of each should I be doing? So it's these kinds of basics that, uh, that I know that y you can absolutely address for us. Yeah, you know, people want to know how many calories, how, how much exercise do I need to do, how long, what, you know. They're looking at this from a mathematical standpoint. Calories is a number, and if you ask people who've just asked you how many calories should I be eating, you know, ask them the question, can you define to me what a calorie is? They don't know. They don't understand what a calorie is. It's just, it's one of those familiar terminologies, oh, calories, calories, calories. Calorie science is probably the most inexact science that there is out now, out there right now in, in, the, in, in the food and dietary industry. And the reason is, and the, the example I give, is that if you have two automobiles of two different makes, i.e. two different people of two different lifestyles, and you put an apple in one and an apple in the other, each body is going to respond to that apple differently, hence you know, how they perform or how they digest the food, what, uh, what uh, nutrients they extract from that food, how much uh, of that food is useful to their bodies. So a calorie is not a calorie. It doesn't measure up. I mean, how many times have you seen and or heard of people, oh, he or she could eat anything they want and they never gain weight? I just look at that stuff and I gain weight. That's the two automobile analogy. So for... For people to say that, oh, this delivers 30 calories and this is 80 calories and that meal was 250 calories, there's, there's really no you know, logical basis to that other than the fact that obviously people know if they're overeating. Just make a fist with your hand and that's 
the approximate size of our stomach and then put that fist on top of an empty dinner plate and say, okay, that's the amount of food that I'm going to be eating. Now, obviously, you're not going to eat one big clump of food. You're going to eat a variety of foods. But if you were to spread them out over your dinner plate and then you'd have to bunch them together, does it make up the size of the fist? If it's under the size of, the, of your fist, then calorie-wise, if we want to look at it that way, you're eating less calories than what your stomach can fully hold. And if you're eating more than that, then you're stretching your stomach and you're putting too much food, too much energy, too much calories, uh, all synonymous into your body. And then it, it turns into a waste management process because you, your body can't deal with overloads of food, which happens during the holidays. And the reason why people say, oh, I got to stick to a New Year's resolution. The only reason why they're, they're, they're wanting to commit to a New Year's resolution is because they are disappointed that they weren't committed to the last one. So the thing is, I could tell people what to do, but they have to do it. And that's why we call this the I'm a doer program. I'm a doer. I do what it takes to get things done. It's serious business because a lot of people are having a lot of serious health problems. And if they're not running to doctors or hospitals, they're walking around each day, you know, having troubles getting out of bed with their flexibility, with their, with their endurance, with their breathing, with their, with their joints and, and skeletal compression. So little things done consistently add up. It's not one big giant thing. Wow, John, you know, I've never heard that before, and, and, and I'm looking at my fist right now. I'm saying, wow, you know what? This thing really works. I can imagine a plate and uh, keeping it under the, the sort of the, uh, the, the look, the visual of my fist, and uh, you know what? That's going to be enough food. Quick question on that. Well, if we leave a table hungry, is that a problem? Physically. No, it's actually a great thing. You, you should always push yourself away. Put less than fistful volume into your stomach because it's much easier for your body to uh, digest, uh, assimilate, eliminate what you put into your body. When you put in overloads, that fist, let's say the fist is like a balloon. It has flexibility. It will stretch outward. And people know, oh, it's, I, I ate too much food. What do I have to do? They have to unbutton their pants, loosen the belt buckle, all this other stuff. They've stretched elastic quality materials inside their body, i.e. the intestines and the stomach and all the surrounding muscles and things like that. So you know if you stretch something, what happens? It gets bigger. <laughs> you don't want it to get bigger. And, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of the health advocates, including a lot of the athletes and bodybuilders, whether you subscribe to them or not, they eat six, seven, eight times per day, but they're eating little tiny small meals which makes it easy for digestion, easier for assimilation. They're absorbing more nutrients, and, and it's much easier to waste manage and or to eliminate waste from their body. So, you know, that, that's when you become a metabolic machine. You're listening to Be a Doer with John Abdo. Please join us again for more fitness and health tips from master trainer and coach John Abdo.